Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. of Luna Lover the Podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. Today, I've invited a regular guest of the potty back on the show to share with you her wisdom and to give a little bit of an insight into the work that we do together. Zoe Bosco is a kinesiologist and one of my dearest friends, and today we're chatting about manifesting wealth and abundance. Zoe has helped me exponentially with my wealth resonance over the past couple of years, and she's done a lot of similar work on herself. And because we were witness to such epic transformations within ourselves, we decided to put together a workshop to share all of our knowledge with you guys. So we're running a Manifesting Wealth and Abundance workshop in Sydney on October 27 at Temple North in North Bondi, and also an online workshop which will run over two days so that no matter where you are in the world, you can access these teachings too. Many of you are familiar with the work I do around manifestation, either from reading my book, Make It Happen, or from attending one of my in-person or online events. But today I wanted to showcase the unique gifts that Zoe brings to the table. For many of us, the ability to call in abundance and raise a wealth resonance is blocked by old stories and limiting beliefs. Sometimes it's even blocked by our positive beliefs around money. I know, it's a lot. (laughs) Hopefully this conversation with Zoe will clear things up and allow you to identify the holes in your current relationship with wealth and abundance. We actually did a live energy clear on me during this episode just to give you guys a bit of an insight into how Zoe works. And the very next day, I actually had a very large amount of money appear in my bank account that I was not expecting. Um, I'm still not really sure why it's there. It happened over the weekend, so I have to make some calls on Monday. But I was instantly, instantly able to call money in. So that might just give you a little bit of a snapshot into how transformational this work is. If you enjoy this episode, as always, tag me at Jordana Levine and Zoe at Zoe underscore Bosco and share it to your Instagram stories. If you're keen to join Zoe and I for either the in-person or online Manifesting Wealth and Abundance workshops, simply head to the link in the show notes of this episode Or you can head to my website, jordanalevine.com forward slash manifesting dash wealth dash abundance. Well, so it hasn't been that long since you were on the podcast. I think it's only been a few episodes, (laughs) but welcome back. 
Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Always a pleasure to have you here. Um, I wanted to get you back on the show because we are running a workshop together and it's a very special workshop that we're running. We've been planning it for a few months. It's called Manifesting Wealth and Abundance. Um, and I do a lot of work around manifestation. People are quite... Um, clear on the service I provide when I'm teaching manifestation and what they get out of it. What they're not so clear on is what you bring to the table. And it's a very special piece of the puzzle. It's a very unique piece of the puzzle. And I feel so honored to be running this Manifesting Wealth and Abundance workshop with you because I think that what you bring to it is um, a key piece that's really going to allow people to shift their wealth resonance. Mm, yeah. 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 I'm so excited to join forces on this. Um, yeah. I love the work that you do and I feel like um, combining them, it just gives it, I think the the potency grows because we can actually get into the subconscious blocks that kind of helps us reframe everything, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, I guess what I, the way I kind of want to set this up a bit is, mm -hmm. I mean, I know what the workshop's about because we're running it together, but I really want to do a bit of a Q and A with you so that listeners can understand a little bit more about the style of work we're going to be doing with them over yeah. the six hour period. Um, and they can get really familiar with the types of techniques that you use. So I'm going to be a bit mm -hmm. of a guinea pig, um, yes. be quite vulnerable to thousands of listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, and also I just want to make it clear for people that are listening, um, um, we're running a live workshop in Sydney. We're also running an online workshop. So you can join that workshop from anywhere in the world, um, but there's only 14 spots available in the yeah. online one. And I think we're down to seven spots in the um, in-person one in Sydney. If you're not interested in, in joining a workshop, it's totally fine. You're going to find this episode really, really informative anyway. So mm -hmm. keep on listening. Um, and I'm really excited to change everybody's wealth resonance. <laughs> okay. So what are some of the things um, that many people find are blocking them? from bringing in more money essentially is what we're looking at here yeah I guess like through my experience of diving into my own personal journey and working with many clients around it there are common common blocks that people come up against and we'll all have different different emotional reactions to them or different stories that come out of them but they are kind of common common blocks and I guess one of them that I really have been working on for myself is receptivity, like how receptive my field is, how open I am to receiving. Mm. Because if our receptive channel is blocked, when we're, we're not going to be actually able to receive much through it. And also looking at how many channels I actually have open to be able to receive through, right? So if we want to expand our capacity to receive money and hold wealth, we need to be open to a certain extent and have different channels open as well. Um, so receptivity is one, our ability to value ourselves, mm. which is not the whole picture, but it's a very um, important piece to it, our, our inner worth and our value. Um, yeah, and I guess 
I guess the most powerful thing you could do is start listening to your own stories because there are common things that we can go into. But if you just start to listen to your own narrative around money, you'll start to be able to track it to a core belief. Absolutely. I think that's a big piece for people. And the thing is that there's no, um, or or people just aren't taking the time to bring the self-awareness to their stories. They've just been running them for so long that they don't actually realize that it's a fictional story they're telling themselves and there's very little truth to it. That's right. That's right. And I feel like even the concept of having a wealth resonance was new to me only a few years ago, right? I always just kind of interacted with money like it was a thing outside of myself. Mm. And when the term wealth resonance was kind of shared with me, I was like, of course I'm going to be holding an energetic resonance to this thing, right, that affects how I interact with it. Um, So the wealth resonance is something that we all have. It's kind of imprinted within us. Mm. And it doesn't really expand and grow beyond what our wealth resonant is if we don't go in and look at the beliefs that we have that might be blocking it in order to expand it. Okay. So that's some of the work that we're going to be doing during the workshop is really diving deep individually and as a group into some of the stories and the Mm. resonance that you've been building your whole life to get you to this point. A lot of people, I know I did, had this like glass ceiling of what they were able to bring in. Yeah. And I guess as we try and improve this wealth resonance, it can break through that glass ceiling. That That's a really good like analogy. Like if you think of your wealth resonance as your limit, your glass ceiling, and it doesn't really matter how much you earn really, um, you'll leak money more. If you start earning more money and it and it overflows your, your cap, your limit, you'll start finding ways to sabotage that money, leak it, get fines, whatever, to bring it down again. So the wealth resonance is your inner limit, right? Your inner capacity to hold. So this is what I found fascinating because I went, you know, my my money story is like I had nothing, not a lot, and then I started to earn money, but nothing really changed in my accounts. And I was like, what's going on, you yes, know? Like, it feels like, totally resonate. Why is my account still zero? I'm sure, you know, like it was really kind of baffling. And then I checked my wealth residence and it was like zero, which uncovered all of this, like, you know, imprinting in my system through my lineage that I was still carrying, like beliefs that I'm poor, I'm a slave, I'm these things, right, that hold a resonance that cap my capacity to earn and receive money very small. So it doesn't actually matter if I start earning the money, I'll still leak it or sabotage it if I've got these limiting blocks. So I guess the first thing that we're going to be doing in this workshop is like, let's test everyone's wealth residence because it can be very different to what you're actually experiencing with money Mm. and if you start shifting the beliefs that keep it to whatever limit it is you'll expand it organically right yeah I actually found um the notes that we did when we did my wealth resonance it would have been Mm -hmm. I want to say 18 months ago it was a while ago maybe two years ago um and at the time I can't remember the specific numbers but I was capped quite low as well and we raised the resonance to be a significant amount more than I was originally capped out at when I walked in. And obviously I've hit that glass ceiling now and everything's relative. And I'm a bit like, well, hang on a second. 
I want more money coming in. <laughs> but I was capped at that resonance. So now it's That's time right. to upgrade again. And it's this constant yes. up-leveling and upgrading, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... You know, the beautiful, the beauty of this work is you, you clear stuff that's keeping you hooked into a certain framework of life. Mm-hmm. You know, your, whatever beliefs you've got running, whatever emotions vibrate around those beliefs, whatever resonance you hold, kind of caps your experience, right? And sometimes we're really comfortable in that because we've expanded into it. So we're like, oh, this feels good. You know, we're moving into ourselves. And then eventually you'll outgrow that again. Right. And so you'll need to do some more kind of like, oh, what what beliefs am I running that may have been perfect and positive two years ago, but are actually starting to limit me now. So we need to kind of reauthenticate when we start to feel like we're hitting up against the limit too much, I guess. It like indicates you're ready for another shift. And I guess you know, the beauty of this work is, okay, we cleared you two years ago, we've expanded you, and now you're reaching that limit, and you're like, okay, I want to go again. We clear you, and you'll organically evolve again into something higher, right? It's like, it just helps the helps the evolution process, like, keep moving. Yeah, and it is an evolution process, and something that we were talking about the other day, which I found so interesting, was that Although we've got a series of like negative beliefs that will keep us in a certain space, sometimes our positive beliefs around money will also keep us equally stuck. Yes. And I think that's kind of where I've set a new glass ceiling up is with is what I feel like is the positive affirmations around money and they're actually keeping me just as stuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm sure. Works? I think it's like, I think it's a process that we, we naturally go on. It's like I, I imagine like the beginning of our healing journeys or the beginning of when we start doing like the inner work, we, we can sometimes get fixated on the negative ones. Where are my negative beliefs that are holding me back, right? And we pull them and we've, we recalibrate a positive belief or shift into a positive mindset and we think that's it, you know, and we keep evolving and that works for a certain time frame but then sooner or later those positive beliefs that you've um restructured for you they can become limiting again if you've outgrown them so what served you maybe two years ago to believe in can potentially start to become a limit for you now Mm -hmm. so i think the way to work with this is like what do i believe whether it's positive or negative and is it serving my growth or is it limiting me now You know, I I guess a good example is um, for the last few years, I've been like, you know, if I expand my self-worth, I'm going to expand my capacity to earn money. Like I had correlated worth and money together, which was actually really powerful for me to work with at that time because I did essentially need to look at how I valued myself and how much I felt my worth and how I was presenting that and sharing that through my work, I guess. So I really needed to look at that. But where it's becoming a block now is that it doesn't stop there. Like my worth feels like it's evolving and growing and expanding and so is my money, but they don't feel in relation anymore. Mm. They're separate energies. They're separate energies. So where they needed to team up together to kind of help me evolve to a certain point, it's like if I keep telling myself 
I need to keep expanding my worth to receive more money. That's actually quite limiting to me right now. Oh, it's like, yes. it's not where my focus it should be, I don't feel. Okay. You know, it, it would be, I, I feel like my blocks where I need to work on is more in like implementing my creative expression and sharing in a different way, which will open up more potential for money coming in but it's not necessarily about my worth anymore okay so how do we work out what we as individuals need to be working on yeah I guess that's self-exploration you know um I think the chakra system is really really powerful to work with because you a bottom three chakras are, are kind of associated with the the denser realities of life, right? Like our base chakra is our survival needs, our sacral chakra is our creativity, and our solar plexus is our power center. I feel like if you can feel into your relationship from those three centers, you'll start to get a sense of what happens in your energy field when you relate to that energy. Mm. So if you feel into your base chakra and you start to think about money, like what what awakens in there? Like do you feel grounded? Do you feel stable? Do you feel like you come up out of your body? Like, <laughs> you know, like this is your yeah. survival center. So Yeah. I, I, think, I think if a lot of people do that right now, like close your eyes, tune into your base chakra, think about money, what are you like what are you feeling what comes up for you I know me in this moment today and it'll change day to day it feels very rocky it feels very unstable today yeah even mine when I feel in like I feel this flighty adrenal energy in it like (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's like okay how how do you feel in your body at different centers when you relate with money because money is an energy yes and this this is such an important point to make and I'm so glad it's come up so Zoe and I are teaching this workshop and still today as we tune into our root chakras we're feeling a little unstable a little bit flighty that's what the point of this workshop is is to teach you how to tune into yourself and recalibrate where you need to because it's a constant Mm -hmm. recalibration for us as well right yeah, and it's being okay in all feelings towards the thing. Mm. It's like just because I've got flighty energy in my system when I tune into money, I'm not going to like judge that. I'm just going to breathe and like feel that for a moment mm. and, and reaffirm to my system that it's okay. <laughs> I'm safe, you know. Like it's that's the opportunity to, to hold yourself and reaffirm that everything's okay. But if we don't take the time to stop and feel and tune in, we, we kind of live a little bit outside of ourselves mm. and trying to try to fix things from outside. But if you start to come into your body and feel your resonance towards it in the moment and constantly like rewire yourself, repattern yourself from that point, your relationship with self and money will change. So the way it moves in and out of your life will change. Mm. That's how I kind of relate. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes know? sense to me too. So it must make sense to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. Um, Yeah, and I guess, you know, why I brought up the chakras is because this can be an access point to find your beliefs or limits around money. So if you start to feel flighty in your base chakra when you think about money, potentially you're projecting your safety onto money. Yeah, interesting. You're projecting your security onto money, right? 
And so you're saying something in there is like, if I don't have enough money, I'm not safe, I won't survive, I'm not secure. So you're projecting all of these things outside of yourself onto money and energy. And yes, on some level, like when we have money, we feel a deeper sense of like safety and all those things. But if we keep associating our safety, security and survival on money, we're going to be continually in this like energetic battle with it. So if you can affirm to yourself, I'm like safe in this moment, I'm secure, I have everything I need in that moment, you're going to start to build a different resonance within your field and where the money comes and goes, it will the, the way it rocks you will be different. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so um, some of the techniques that we're going to use throughout the workshop and that people can use when they're trying to raise their wealth resonance, what, mm-hmm. can you tell us what they are and perhaps we can do a few kind of demos? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I use kinesiology, muscle testing to tap into the subconscious field and find the emotional reactions that are keeping a story or belief in play, right? So the mental realm reinforces the feelings realm and the feelings realm reinforces the mental. So whatever thoughts and stories we're creating up in our mental realm create emotional reactions that reinforce the story and vice versa the feelings can trigger the thoughts so it's really working between the mind emotional level to begin with to decharge the stories that you've got in place um so we did discuss that we would be teaching self-muscle testing as well potentially in this workshop which is really beautiful i love sharing that tool so i'll be teaching you how to tune into your own system through self-muscle testing And we're going to go in and find the emotional reactions that are keeping the stories at play. So we'll do some journaling, you know, to find the limits and then we'll be clearing them. We'll we'll go through a few different techniques. But what I'd like to do with you today, Jord, is something I like to do with myself is like check check how open I am to being abundant or check my resonance towards abundance or check my resonance towards money. Like we can check it towards anything, but I thought today we could check how, how open you are to feeling abundant, being abundant, living through the belief of abundance and anything that might be blocking or limiting that for you. Does that feel okay? Yeah, that feels great. I can't wait to share it with everybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm really excited. Okay. So this is just one way you can use muscle testing, and there's so many. We'll go through them more in the workshop. But basically, um, through muscle testing, we're looking for a strength or a weakness of the muscle in response to a question. So usually the muscles go a little bit weak when there's a stress involved or when we've hit a stress. So if I get Geordie to say, um, you know, I am – I am abundant and there's stress around that for her in that moment, it will usually cause the muscle to break. And we'll be like, cool, like your whole system doesn't fully believe and resonate with the statement, I am abundant. There's stress around it. You know, maybe on a conscious level through reinforcing that belief, you can believe it, but your subconscious, your emotions start to waver. So that causes the break of the muscle, right? So that's our access into the subconscious. The subconscious has already indicated that it's not okay with the statement. So we get to find the emotions from there, 
once we name the emotions, you're going to be able to connect with what it actually is that you feel and you're going to be able to move it through Mm. because it's not until we actually can see, feel, hear, sense what is actually going on in our subconscious field that we can let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So are you ready? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tune into your field? Yes, you can. Okay, beautiful. So what I'm going to check is like your scale of abundance. So on a scale of 1 to 100, we're going to check how abundant you are, how in resonance you are with abundance. So do I check through statements? No, we're just going to check. So I just want you to put your awareness on abundance for me, closing your eyes, dropping into the energy, the essence of abundance. Big breath into abundance for me. On a scale of 1 to 100, how abundant are you right now? 10, 20, 30%. Okay. Just not surprised today. <laughs> okay. 30%. Yeah. Right? So there's stress there, right? And this is why this tool is amazing because we can use this every day to, to maintain a, a clearer resonance to abundance, right? So let's check you. How many emotions are in the way of abundance right now for you? One, two, there's three, three main emotions. First emotion, fire, earth, water, blood, kidney. Is dread? Yeah. 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 So I'll get you to rub on your kidney points. And for everyone watching, listening, um, once an emotion is revealed, we can rub the associated meridian point, acupressure point on the meridian, to help the body release it. So I've got Geordie rubbing her kidney points because dread is associated with the kidney. And I'll just get her to feel into dread for a moment. So dread is like anticipating that something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Just breathe into that. Where do you feel it in your body? I feel it in my lungs. Mm -hmm. Does it have a color to it? Yeah, it's like a a dark kind of bluey gray. Is there an emotion in that bluey gray energy? Yes, it's... um, It's anticipation. Mm, Yeah. Let's take a big breath into that for me. Stay with that. I'm going to get the second emotion. Second emotion is fire, earth, water, bladder, kidney. Anxiety. (laughs) It's the same points. So anxiety. Anxiety is this feeling of like, how am I going to handle this thing that I don't even really know what this thing is? It's like I can feel something coming or I'm anticipating something's coming and I don't know how I'm going to handle this unknown thing. It's all in the unknown anxiety, yeah. Keep breathing. Can you feel where anxiety is in you? Yeah, it's it's in my solar plexus. Yeah. What color is it? Like a dark olive color. And what's the emotional feeling in there? It's fear. Yeah. Yeah, big breath in. And does the fear have a voice? Does it say something to you? Yeah, it's 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 the fear of an un, of the unknown. It's the it's the plight of the freelancer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And just stay with that. I'm gonna get the third emotion: fire, earth, water, bladder, kidney, fear, dread, anxiety, phobia, paranoia. 
paranoia. <laughs> so so in my kidneys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Keep these rubbing. feelings all feel very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's this it's the same. And it's so funny, isn't it? Like dread, anxiety, and paranoia are all for future things. Yeah. It's not being in the present moment, which is exactly. what I'm missing right this second. Yeah. Yeah. And which is one of like if we're not in the present moment, we're reacting to something yeah. outside of ourselves, right? So I want you to close your eyes and call all of you, all parts of self back to this present moment. I'm hooking from any story. Absolutely all stories falling away and coming back to the present moment, present moment consciousness. Just keep breathing into your body. The intention of exhaling all paranoia, anxiety and dread. Breathing in presence, exhaling paranoia, dread and anxiety. And I want you to keep doing this until you see a different light, until the light in your body changes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make very good podcast, does it? <laughs> but I do feel, for, I do feel for everyone at home, what colours can you see now? <laughs> what colour is it? Uh, it's kind of it's lighter, it's kind of like a lemony yellowy colour. Beautiful. And when you breathe into this lemon yellow, what do you feel? Mm, I feel I feel calm, I feel peace. Beautiful. Okay, so you can stop rubbing. Just keep your eyes closed and stay inward. We're just going to re-anchor you, right, to the present moment. Mm. So I just want you to repeat after me. I am present. I am present. For the very first time in my life right now. For the very first time in my life right now. And I'm learning to love. And I'm learning to love. The past part of me. The past part of me. That has protectively forgotten. That has protectively forgotten. And never chosen. And never chosen. Until right now. Until right now. To be calm and at peace. To be calm and at peace. This is who I am. This is who I am. I embody this way of being now. I embody this way of being now. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Beautiful. Deep breath in. Exhaling. And bring your awareness back to abundance. Breathe into the energy of abundance, the essence, the nature of abundance. On a scale of one to a hundred, how abundant, how in resonance with abundance are you right now? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Yay! <laughs> I got there so fast. Sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but sometimes it's just actually coming back to the present moment, which is a beautiful, beautiful example to come through this this um, practice. Is like if you're in stress, you're not in the present moment. No. So you're not in your true alignment. So the most important thing that we could ever do before any clearing, any mindset stuff is like, am I actually in the present moment? 
right? Because in the present moment, we can tap into abundance because we are abundant yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about the link between gratitude and abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is something I've been kind of, well, I guess in the work that I'm doing, I'm like, okay, well, how can we, we all talk about, you know, coming out of scarcity, coming into abundance, like this, like, you know, I guess this collective shift we're going through at the moment, coming into abundance. And it's like a, a lot of us understand the concept now and we talk about it, but how are we actually embodying it and living it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I've been looking at different resonances that can be potential keys to open up into abundance. And for me, gratitude is something that always brings me into a resonance of abundance. Like if I'm not feeling abundant, whatever's happening in my life, if I'm in stress, I'm not grateful. I'm not in a gra- I'm not in a grateful energy, right? Mm. So if I start to focus on the things that I am grateful for in that moment, even if it's the breath coming in and out of my body, which is the most <laughs> valuable thing to us, right? I start to open, I start to shift my frequency and from a different frequency I can access abundance because there's no point trying to like force your mind into abundance when you're still in survival. The energies don't correlate. So you've got to kind of build an energy resonance, a frequency to access those kind of portals or or, or energy states. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we spend so much time trying to call more abundance, more money, more wealth in, and then when it arrives, we just move on to the next thing. So, yeah, like really, really being present and grateful with it in that moment will allow the universe to keep bringing it in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And even in the moments where nothing's coming in, like that's the real test, right? In the moments where nothing's coming in, in the moments where nothing seems to be going right, like, how grateful can you be in that moment? <laughs> Not very, Zoe. Okay, so it's practicing. Okay, yeah, interesting. That's actually the for me. My my experience is like the more we can claim it and cultivate it in those moments, it actually serves much greater. It's it's kind of easy to be like grateful when things are all good, right? But if we keep seesawing and only feeling like we can be grateful and abundant when we're receiving and where we can't be grateful and abundant when we're not receiving you're just going to flip between the polarities yeah so how do we bring more gratefulness in oh gratitude is the word George how do we bring more gratitude in um in those moments where we're feeling very much in lack yeah yeah um like, like, like I said, like I go to the seemingly small things that actually have great value and quite a lot of richness to them. So if I'm really kind of bottomed out, like I'm grateful for, like I said, the breath coming in and out of my lungs. I'm grateful for the sun shining on me. I'm grateful for my loving friendships. I'm grateful for this glass of water. I'm grateful for my dreams. I'm grateful for my will. You know, it's like things that are tangible that you can feel, um, I guess, authentic when you're saying them. Yeah. I think that's a key thing. You know, it's like 
we need to actually feel authentic when we're doing something. Otherwise, it doesn't actually land in the body and we don't integrate and embody it. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. I'm actually going to work on that over the next few days, I think. Yeah, like for example on that, you know, I used to really struggle with um, self-love, you know, and like way back when and I used to try and just say, I love myself, I love myself. Like I tried to force myself yeah. into it. I love myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it felt so Oh, unloving, you know, it just didn't feel good. And then I, um, I did this course, which I just used the reprogramming from, um, Lifeline and he has these kind of what I call gateway resonances. So he uses open, ready, willing, Mm. free and able. So his kind of transmission was get into the most authentic vibration of that. So if I put the word open in front of love myself, I am open to loving myself. That actually feels more true because I want to love myself. I want, I'm open to it. I just don't feel it yet. So I'm open to loving myself is actually more authentic. So my body can vibrate with it and I can feel it. And that actually holds me until I can transcend into the point of like, uh, like, I am free to love myself or I do love myself because I've been open to it for the last year, Yeah. you know? Okay. So it's coming into, it's like, I guess the overall thing is I, what we'll be sharing is like finding where, what your story is, finding your blocks, where your positive is blocking you, where your negative is blocking you and clearing all of that. But then also cultivating this like practice of embodiment of like, Mm. What's your most authentic path here so you can organ- organically grow and evolve through your rhythm and what's true for you? Yeah, that's so powerful. Mm. One, of the, one of the things that we will be doing throughout the workshop is definitely working with people on an individual basis and doing individual clearings and teaching people how to clear themselves but also working with the conscious collective. Yes. Because we were talking about, and we spoke about it a little bit earlier, how we all hold these like collective beliefs around wealth and, and not just us, but like on a global scale, on a government scale, on, you know, yeah. the education system scale, like all these collectives are holding this resonance and it starts to affect us all individually as well. Absolutely. Like, I guess, one of the biggest ones with money, if we want to link it back with money, is how we all project our power onto money and the power struggles with money through the collective, right? Mm. So I guess my mindset or belief is like if we want to make a global change, we have to start changing our own inner frequency and own inner um, structure and that has a ripple out effect energetically, right? So if we can find where our core beliefs are that keep us collectively vibrating at a certain wealth resonance limit or life limit, we can start dismantling some of the uh, distorted (laughs) ways we're operating. Mm. Yeah, That's why it's powerful to do it individually and in a group because what I've noticed when I go into group workshops is I'll be, I'll have my own stuff going on and a person opposite me will have a totally different story, but I resonate with what they're going through on some level of my being. So 
you kind of get your own upgrade, but you get a collective upgrade through everyone else showing up to the space as well. Like, yeah, gives it a different depth. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I actually can't wait to run these workshops. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it feels exciting. Mm. It does. I'm curious how you feel now after we did that clear because we did the clear and went straight back into talking. But <laughs> well, how do you feel like I feel, now? <laughs> I feel very abundant. <laughs> no, I actually do. I'll just give people a bit of context for maybe why my resonance was so low around abundance is I just paid like a shitload of bills today. Mm-hmm. And you know when you pay all of yeah. the bills and you want to feel satisfied and you want to feel good, but you're also feeling a little bit poor because all the money's yeah. gone to the things. Yeah. So I guess it's just this little bit of fear for me, anxiety for me over the next maybe week of sitting in, and I know there's more money coming in, but sitting in that space between. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like the perfect opportunity for you to practice the gratitude and abundance in the space where it's not so abundant, right? Yeah. Because it will it will lessen the pendulum swing. And, and that is a huge like key to, I guess, raising your resonance yeah because you know? you're less like weight you you waver less you're more like stable in your energy field yeah this is a really interesting conversation to be having at the moment um when this podcast airs we will have just experienced the libra new moon and we're uh, sitting yeah. we're sitting in libra season right and it's all about balance polarities justice and fairness yeah. and what i've said to people that tends to happen throughout libra season is that we get collectively thrown off balance to show where our imbalances are so i think for me um, i've definitely had a lot of stuff come up with relationships but i've also had a lot of stuff come up around my wealth yeah. and just showing me where perhaps my imbalances are and puts me in this like sticky area like I am this week to show me how I can make changes, make improvements and, and um, like you say, be more grateful for those spaces in between. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. And I think like what I was inspired to share after you were just talking then was um, how the, like how important it is to honor where we're at on our path and not, not compare ourselves to where other people are, you know? It's like really trusting that wherever you are in your story and your journey is right for you and just continually be curious with it. And that kind of helps you keep evolving and not get stuck in anything. I guess an example just popped in was I guess my wealth resonance has shifted a lot over the last few years but the way and I, the way in how I relate to money is also changing, but it's still been very blocked. And in the last retreat I went into, um, I was sharing, you know, money's, I don't have any problem bringing money in anymore. Like that used to be a problem, but money comes in with ease, but it never stays. I can't hold it. Like it always goes out. And um, Dane, who was holding the retreat, asked me, why I don't feel worthy of holding onto my money, why I don't feel worthy of keeping my money. And the words that came through my mind instantly was because I'm poor. And I was like, oh, whoa, I'm still running a story that I'm poor. So it doesn't actually matter that there's more how much coming. is coming. Yeah. No, it's just going to go out because I'm poor. It's like a self-fulfilling experience, right? Yeah. So I guess 
my the point in sharing that was is like it doesn't actually matter where you are on your abundance money wealth journey you kind of got to be consistently curious with it because it can look a certain way but the longevity of that and like how fruitful it can be is kind of dependent on how what is in your undercurrents in your subconscious yeah Absolutely. And I guess that's why this work that that we'll be taking people through is so helpful because it's going to allow you to keep tuning in, keep checking, keep realigning. Yeah, coming into alignment. That's all it is, time and time again. I love it. Is there there anything else that you want to um, chat about or you think that is important to speak to? Um, I guess just to um, wrap it up, One of the, and I've mentioned, like I've touched on it, I guess, is like I'm really big on practical um, integration and embodiment of the work that we do. So Mm. I really, there will be a a key focus through the workshop on like, okay, this is all great. You've got expanded awareness and new tools, but how are you going to embody and implement it so the shifts kind of ripple out into your everyday life? So I guess I just wanted to mention that there will be integration embodiment practices and tools ongoing to help you kind of I guess yeah in, integrate it into your life yeah it's a, it's a really good point there mm-hmm. there is no point in turning up to this workshop to get the clearings and then to walk away and not do anything yeah it's all about <laughs> the action and integration yeah, yeah. yeah. so important oh, all right well thank you for coming on again Zoe I'm sure we'll see you very soon (laughs) regular guest of Luna Lover the podcast (laughs) thanks for having me Joy and say um, I know there's a lot of you that have been asking to join the Luna Lover Facebook group as lovely as it is that you're all dying to be in there it is actually exclusive to Luna Lover members only soz if you do want to become a lunar lover member uh, there's a link in the show notes or you can sign up via my website jordanalevine.com forward slash a lunar lover um you you know by now what you get in there but i'll just give you a quick run through you get a guided meditation each month in line with the energy of the current moon you get journal prompts for the new moon and the full moon you get reminders email reminders every time the moon changes phase you get access to both the online new moon circle and the full moon online circle which is exclusive to members only so only members can um access the full moon circle and then you also get access to all of the materials in the lunar nights collective which was my online moon course that was valued at 333 dollars. so you get all of those things for only 22 dollars a month which is cheaper than just one online moon circle if you want to become a lunar lover member again there's a link in the show notes or head to jordanalevine.com forward slash even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.